This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly is here with Jeremiah Stringer, the man whose face makes this thing look a whole lot better. Because if you had to stare at me the whole time, tune out immediately. Well, luckily, uh, since it's a podcast, they don't have to look at either of us if they don't want to. This is true. This is true. Well, you're only seeing it if you're on YouTube. So I had this little idea, and it could be a terrible idea. So it is 100% possible that nobody has ever heard this but me and John. But if you're listening right now, I must have thought it was okay enough to actually follow through. So here goes. We have these live streams uh, on Monday nights. And typically we take a little break around the holiday season. It gets really busy around Christmas, New Year's. And then we hop back in uh, normally end of January, beginning of February, somewhere in there, and do the live streams. And uh, I thought... Since we're not doing live streams and we haven't been for a little while, it would be fun to just go through and laugh, have a good time, give our opinions, elaborate some on some of the comments <laughs> that you guys, you leave on YouTube. Now, John and I, we answer all these comments and we have our own YouTube channel. We try to. November was a fail for me. So I just... <laughs> I, I, if you commented in November, hopefully by the time you, you're hearing this, you're, you got responded to. Just throwing that out there. That was well, on me. Oh, no worries. So we both have these YouTube channels, and sometimes we have to text each other these ridiculous comments that we get. Like, let me read one. Let me. I thought it'd be fun to just go through on this episode. We could read some. I've got one that's really bad. Okay. So, but I, I'm waiting until you, you read okay. yours. This comment is from my YouTube channel. Jeremiah Stringer Hikes, check it out. Uh, this is from <laughs> this person's name is Darkness Exposed. Okay, <laughs> Darkness Exposed. I love this comment, by the way. I absolutely love this comment. And you know, I, I don't know who this person is. I didn't look at their none of these people. I don't know. I would assume I don't know most of them. The ones that we're going to read, maybe some of them I do know. Some people I've met in person, I've hung out, we've had a great time, and actually went backpacking and stuff together. Oh yeah, yeah. But most of the comments you get, you don't actually know the people, and a lot of the time it's anonymous. And if you're if you're somebody that watches YouTube, I'm not telling you anything new because you all have access to the comments. But these people can say whatever they want. You don't know who they are, and uh, you know, in the name of anonymity, you can literally just say anything you want. You can. You can, we make this content and people can say anything they want about it. Give their opinion. They can insult you. They can tell you how ugly, how stupid, how dumb your content is, what you look like. They can insult you all that. This person, a darkness exposed. I don't know what their real name is. says, people who like camping and hiking are fools. (laughs) They like taking unnecessary chances with situations which could go horribly wrong. Thrill seekers who've got a death wish and don't know how to be still. Now, I will credit Darkness Exposed Grammar because it's very well written. Yes, I, I would 100% agree with you on that. 
Okay, a lot of the comments, a lot of the bad ones that we get, uh, they're terribly written, and you can just tell you're like, what is what is the deal with this person? Yes, like they're obviously uneducated or very poor at writing, spelling, grammar, etc. And it feels like their thoughts are not well thought out, and they they definitely have not considered any other counter argument. But uh, I just uh, I just responded with, "I'll drink to that." <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, that's the best response you could have for that. Honestly, most of the time, if it's a, a bad comment, I just delete it. You know, I don't give it the, the, it, you know, even a thought. Yeah. You don't want to take up your time with negativity and dealing with people that you're never going to meet in real life. Right. And they shouldn't really affect your life. Yeah. So, but anyway, that that's just an example of a funny comment that I thought, you know, I could share, but... What we want to do is talk about some comments from the Backpacking Podcast. Some good and some bad and some funny and some that are just questions that we could elaborate and answer. Could be gear questions. It could be personal questions. Could be anything. But, John, you got one too? So uh, we do live streams. Yeah. We do them all the time. We do them. uh, Basically, we do them from January through May. Uh And then we start them back up in August. We do them through the end of November, beginning of December. Uh We do them every year. And and we do them now since uh, 2020. We started doing those in the fall of 2020. Yeah. So we've been doing them for over two years and uh, we've become known as the question that always comes up at the end of our live streams <laughs> is, do you have a good poop story? Yeah. And and so uh, we got this comment from someone named Fernwog Teverill. Fernwog? Fernwog. Okay. I don't even know what that Interesting means. Interesting name. But uh, it says another great episode of The Pooping Pod. <laughs> now, the reason I'm putting that on there is because <laughs> somebody um, – we talked about some different gear things in one. It was a Q&A video we did uh, back in November. Um, and Jeff Cheeseman, I don't know what we were talking about at the time, but Jeff Cheeseman makes this comment. Watch the series Spartacus and they show public crappers that a person is waiting outside the bathroom with a mop to wipe your butt when finished. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why that's I, – I feel bad because we're in a public place talking about this. But like, like what in the world? Like – I'm glad I'm not Roman, or I wasn't Roman back then. Let's put it that I don't think they're doing that nowadays. But you know, Spartacus, Spartacus. Okay. So, so the comments, man. The comments. You ready? Some, for some? Sometimes the comments. Let's let's hear your next one. Okay. I'm just scrolling through here. So, John, we had a uh, we had a podcast. You, where were you? I think. Maybe you're on, on the Foothills Trail, and Jason was my guest co-host. I was supposed to be on the Foothills Trail. Yeah. Yeah. So, in that episode, I don't know if you heard or not, I'm pretty sure that we got to talk about it on there with you as well, but we were talking about fireballs in yes. the sky. Yes. Did you see? Yes. So, you saw that part yes. of it. Okay. So, this, oh my goodness, this is also from Fernwog. <laughs> Is it really? It's another comment from Fernwog. Oh, perfect. Okay. So Fernwog must be from around here because it says, I was out at Hanson's Point, or it says at Hanson's, which is a, a location in yeah. Red River Gorge. John absolutely loves it. As My well. happy place. Um, Fernwog says, I was out at Hanson's during the Perseid meteor shower one year. And my brother and I were toward the top. A crew of four to five guys were down at the tip of the point. I wasn't I wasn't looking up. I was cooking or something. And I hear the guys at the point go, Oh 
Look at that. <laughs> it really says that. It says, oh, in, in quotes, super hyped up. And my brother was like, dude, it was a fireball. And now it's an ongoing joke on how I missed the fireball. So we got a few comments about this fireball situation from this episode. I don't know if you've seen any of them. Yes. This is a real phenomenon. And if I remember correctly, it's like every so many years we travel through an asteroid belt that some people, and if you want to quote me on this, you need to go watch Ancient... Uh, ancient Aliens? No, Ancient Apocalypse. Did you ever watch Ancient Aliens? Oh, I love Ancient Aliens. That is some messed up crap, but it's funny. So Ancient Aliens, that's on History Channel, right? Yeah. Okay, let me tell you... You've got that long-haired dude that like really believes that aliens created the Earth? Yes. Yeah, that guy's great. Okay, dude. Let's talk about ancient aliens for just a second. We'll get back to the fireball. Okay. 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 One of my guilty pleasures is downloading things that are about astronomy, about like ancient aliens, that kind of stuff, our universe, shows like that. I like to download them. And whenever I go backpacking, I will hammock camp and I'll bring my hang time hook. Okay. Yeah. And I put my hang time hook on my ridge line. And I put my phone up there, and I like to lay there and watch those kind of shows. Are you serious? I always, dude, sometimes I'll need to record a video on my phone, like a trip video, mm-hmm. and I can't do it because I've downloaded so many things from Netflix and other apps so I can watch them on trail. I always have a surplus of different documentaries and that kind of stuff to watch in my hand. Ancient Aliens is really good, man. That's hilarious. So, anyway, what I was going to say is Graham Hancock. And do you know who Graham Hancock is? Not a clue. Okay, Graham Hancock, he is a, uh, what's people that, archaeologist. Okay. He's he's like uh, an archaeologist. but Like Indiana Jones? Like Indiana Jones. Ooh, he's going to be cool. Yes. Okay. So, some people think he's crazy. Okay. People think Indiana Jones is crazy. <laughs> I'm di- I feel like, no, this story won't be a waste of time. It's entertainment, right? Okay, Who just cares? talk to us. Talk to us. Okay. I always second guess myself here. So, Graham Hancock, he's an archaeologist, but a lot of people discredit his beliefs because if, if you have a mainstream narrative on archaeology, that you've been taught, that you have went through school, like you have degrees, you're literally out here digging stuff up and right. like procuring history and all this. And then you, Graham Hancock comes along and says stuff that is different than that narrative. Then you call it cancel culture. Well, people, <laughs> archaeologists, sorry, understandably, sorry. yes, they would want to discredit that. Now, I don't right. know who's right or wrong. I'm not an archaeologist, right, 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 but I'm right. just telling you the situation. So yeah. they will discredit the things that he says, even if there's evidence that supports what he says yeah. on some things. So I think, I, And I think we live in a time right now where finding new evidence of things or seeing a way that doesn't fit the mainstream narrative of it mm-hmm. is, is less accepted now than it's ever been. Yeah, it's not just archaeology. I mean, that transcends all kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, I think it's everything sector. right now, yeah. So, understandably, you would want to, you know, you actually believe that all this stuff that you learned in school and that you are out working to support that field. Right. If he's coming along and trying to destroy that, because it, 
So he has a show on Netflix, and a lot of people, I'm sure, have seen it because it was in like the top ten on the TV shows for a while. Yeah, it's called um, Ancient Apocalypse. Okay, and the basics is archaeology timelines a little bit wrong. There was an ancient apocalypse. There may have been um, very sophisticated, technologically savvy people that lived thousands of years ago. They got wiped out in this apocalypse, like, I don't know, 10, 12, 13,000 years ago. Okay. And then we kind of had to restart. And those people traveled around and taught some of the hunters and gatherers and, and those kind of people agriculture and some technological advances that would have taken them a long time to figure out. And the reason that those people survived, the people that were hunters and gatherers and stuff, is because those are the only people that would survive if we had an apocalypse today. Right, you know, right. If I don't have the survival skills to care for myself and to help myself survive, then I'm either going to have to learn from the people that do or I die off. Right. So apparently he thinks that some of these people that had the technological advances found some of these hunter-gatherers, and they help them survive in exchange. They help them technologically. Okay, so... Anyway, the whole point of this is... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what the point of all this is. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. The whole point of this is, on the show, on uh-huh. that show, this miniseries on Netflix, he talks about how every so often we go through this... Uh, belt. Asteroid belt. Yeah, I don't know if it's really an asteroid belt, though. It's like some, some stuff that he thinks that could have caused this apocalypse okay quote-unquote apocalypse um 10 15,000 years ago and we travel through it and that wiped out a bunch of people and yeah. created these massive floods and stuff okay and the fireballs are coming from that that we travel through ever so often so what jason was seeing out on that point and what uh Wernhog or whatever his name fernwog <laughs> Fernwog, yeah. What a name, so, man. I know, it's a good I love what their actual name is. So, Fernwog, um, shout out to you. You got the, the double comments on here, but yeah. Fireballs, that's what it was. You got another good one? Yeah, the Nipen fan left us a message. Here. Okay. I don't know what a Nipen fan is, but we have the Nipen fan. And he said, well, this is going back to when we had Jesse um, uh, on Jesse Manti on yeah. the show. And he was talking about grizzly bears. And he referred to them as the bumblebees of the backcountry. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. we got a lot of live comments on that, but this one was was after the video was over. It says, bumblebees of the backcountry, except that instead of a quick sting, they maul your face. Almost the same. LOL. <laughs> bumblebees. So I totally disagreed with Jesse on that comment on the bumblebee. Oh, yeah. Of the- yeah. Oh, and here, here's another one that was right after that. This is from... Holy cow. I'm going to take my glasses off for this one to read it. Okay. Chris Wibbenhorstermeister. That's the username. Chris Wibbenhorstermeister. Sounds like a Monty Python question. Was it an African bumblebee or European bumblebee? LOL. Also, how dare you steal your children's candy? Ha ha ha. I ate buckets of candy every Halloween and I turned out fine. LOL. (laughs) Well, I love the candy. So, oh, I yeah. will say that. Yeah, well, it was, it was, we were talking about Halloween and how, like, my kids can't eat. They're so little. If they eat that – my my son literally last week ate too much candy and threw up in, in his bed. Oh, my god! Last week. Like, How did he get the candy? Christmas time. Oh, he's just eating. These kids nowadays, their classes, they come home from school with, like, buckets of candy and 
gifts and all. It's crazy, dude. So he he snuck some candy and ate too much one night. Uh-huh. Threw up in his bed. And so I was making the comment during the video, during that live stream, that I don't let the kids eat all the candy because it does make them sick. Yeah. And so we do a parent tax. And so we get some of that candy. You parent so, tax your kids' oh, candy? Totally parent. You know, really, you know what's really funny? What's really funny is when I open, like, if my kids have a little bag of, like, Scooby-Doo gummies or something like uh-huh. that. And I open them. They go, they just look at me a parent tax. And I'm like, yep. And I pull one out and eat it. Or dad tax is what I call it. That's parenting one on one. Yeah. So my kids are cool with it. I'm so glad that we had this conversation today because you're gonna be having kids in a few years, maybe. Yeah, whenever I have kids, yeah. I can parent tax everything. Oh, dad tax, man. Dad tax the crap out of that stuff. You know, I am a teacher and I am always so jealous of the elementary. My wife, she does she's at an elementary school. She's a teacher as well. And she always brings home all these gifts, dude. We went to Starbucks a couple of days ago. Yes. It's one of her gift cards. She has I said, a $15 gift card to Starbucks. And this is not the only one. You know how many Starbucks gift cards that myself got for Christmas? Zero. That's not right, man. Is it is it because she's a better teacher than I am? Or is it because every elementary school teacher gets all these gifts in the high school See, teachers? You know what? Here's the thing. Though. Elementary school kids love their teachers. Yeah. High school kids act like they love their teachers to get good grades, but really they could care less. Yeah. Yeah. They just care less. Yeah. It makes me sad. But you know what? Joke's on those kids because I use some of my wife's $15 Starbucks card and got myself a coffee. She knew about it. That's right. That's right. You're married. It's yours. It's yours and hers. <laughs> That's right. I, I, believe, I believe you're one flesh. So therefore, hers is yours, right? That's is right. That how that works? Uh, legally, yes. But realistically, no. In the household, no, I don't know. Absolutely that. not. Um, I got, uh, I got another Jer- Jeremiah never looked better. It must be a Gonex issue. Well, you know, my hair is styling and profiling today. She's so that Gonex hair gel. <laughs> so <laughs> so those were... For people who are listening or tuning in for the first time ever, this is like a two-year-old joke. Yeah. The Jeremiah went on a backpacking trip. It was Jeremiah and Jason. They went with the, the Shill Brothers, who uh-huh. are another really good podcast. Um, but they went out backpacking, mm-hmm. and Jeremiah had this backpack from a company called Gonex. Yeah. Still out exists. Of China, and they sell a lot more stuff than backpacking. Yeah. But Jeremiah wore this Gonex backpack and never lived it down. So you were so you were a beginner backpacker. <laughs> yes. And so I wasn't a beginner backpacker. I was a beginner YouTuber. I don't even know if I was You I might have st- been a year into it at that point. I still think I'm a beginner YouTuber. Even though it's been a few years. It's working on five years, bro. Yeah. I don't know. It takes a long time to get good at stuff. But And in my case it'll never happen. Oh, get out of here. So I was with the Shields, and um, I decided to take this backpack because, you know, these companies always uh, offer to send you stuff, but they always want a video or something in exchange. And I was trying out this backpack, but now, after being in the YouTube game for a while, I don't make any guarantees when it comes to products. Right. Unless it's like, some, like if it's something that I'm really wanting, like a really nice tent or something like that, then I will do it. I'll do a video in exchange for a product, but that cheap, like uh, Chinese knockoff stuff, I'm not about it. No? No. You don't no, like not it, the huh? Go-Nex. 
Okay, we talked a lot the past couple of weeks about the winter and the winter backpacking and the cold weather camping and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, we were talking about the gear from 2022 that we absolutely loved. And I told you, if I remember correctly on that episode, that I really have been using the, um, not Sawyer, they make Sawyer squeeze, right, the right. platypus quick draw. Right. And I made the comment on there, I don't know if those things freeze. Now, the fibers that filter that are like the same setup as the, Sawyer squeeze, the B-free. It's it's the same filter basic idea. No, I think that they're different. I think the squeeze is a different uh, inside than the B-free. Are you sure about that? No, I'm not sure. but I'm pretty sure it's almost the same thing. No, I thought that the Sawyer... I don't know. It looks to me like the uh, quick draw, it has like the fibers. Like the B-free, you know how it almost looks like you take it and it's like a bunch of rubber bands. Not rubber bands, but like a bunch of strings, and you take it and you make a U out of it, and then you pack it all together. Screw the filter on the top. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't think that's the way the squeeze does it. I'm gonna have to check this out because I feel like I feel like it's the same setup. Well, it could be. I could be wrong. I know the Hydro Blue is the same thing. The Hydro Blue filters are the same way. Yeah. So I feel like the Sawyer's the same. I mean, we gotta find out. I mean, we don't. Maybe that's the next episode. Maybe we'll just have to cut one. Up we'll just, and look we'll just at buy. It. We'll buy four filters, tear them all open, and see what they look like on the inside. Well, it may have already been done. Might be more cost effective. Doesn't need to be nearly as entertaining as when we do it. <laughs> it could be way more entertaining. Like I say, we use a small chainsaw to open them. If if you think it's a good idea, would you leave a comment below? Like. <laughs> Leave us a message and let us know if you think this would be actually very entertaining for us to take a small chainsaw and try and open up filters. Well, the reason I'm telling you about it is because I got this comment on here, okay? And they said that the quick draw will, this is by uh, Stone Daped Adventures. Okay. Quick draw will definitely freeze. I've done it twice. LOL. Dang. Yeah. The most common issue, I think, with the failure of the filters, it's freezing. It's freezing. Yeah, because here's the here's the problem. Once it freezes, you don't know. I I will say I will say though that the platypus quick draw they have a way that you can test your filter to see if it's good still. Wait a second. What have you not seen this? No. How'd you there's know about a, this? They post about it on their website and everything. I guess but I there's there's a way you can you can push water through it and if you see bubbles come out the top that means the filter can't isn't filtering right yeah because doesn't the doesn't the water whenever it freezes it expands and that ruins the and it cracks what it does it attaches to the fibers then cracks the fibers and then those fibers because water expands and contracts opposite of everything else on the planet well not everything but almost everything just about everything yeah everything we typically would use yeah typically something freezes it shrinks yeah. Except for water. Water expands. Yeah, but why? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. It's the molecular structure. Well, that's great. Whenever it freezes, it creates a crystal, crystal straight, a crystal shaped structure, which takes up more space. Now, I could be making that up. I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that that's. All I know is it expands instead of contracts. Yeah, it and so be, does. And because of that, 
it takes up more room inside of that filter, which is like squeezing and pulling and tw- tugging and doing all the stuff to the inside of the filter, mm-hmm. and it eventually ends up cracking the fibers. And once those fibers are cracked, they're not doing their job anymore. Yeah, it's letting all the nasty filth through. Yeah, that it should be filtering out. Yeah, and so so I know the Sawyer uh, or not the Sawyer the uh, the Platypus Quick Draw allows you to test for that. Well, every every filter system they should integrate that. It's another problem that we could solve. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing about uh, water expanding whenever it freezes. What's up? I think about this every time I pass one of those um, giant rocks that's cracked off the face and yeah. fallen and rolled down the hill. I mean, massive. It's almost done by, it's done by water usually. Yeah, I think it's the erosion and then the water gets in there and then it freezes and slowly cracks and cracks, cracks it, and yep. cracks it. Yeah, I think about it every time I see one of those just standalone rocks that's fallen. I'm like. Thank you, water. You created this. Yep. You, you've, you're destroying our landscape. Um, okay, so we got a comment from Ben McMillan that I want to put on here. It says, now we know how Jeremiah won over his wife. Freaky, discreet mathematics. <laughs> you know, my wife, she did not have to take discreet mathematics. And I am so jealous of her. <laughs> I had uh, one of the coolest professors. I better not say his name. Did, did I already tell you about him? No, no, uh-uh. guy. No, super cool guy. Took us out for a round after the final. Went to a, a local, uh, a local like college dive bar. Yeah, and to celebrate, he bought us all a round. Really, I got to be in that class, keeping the GPA alive. Discreet. Nice. I got one for you. <laughs> got a great one too. You got a good one. See, if we got time. Uh, we get two more. We'll do two more comments. We'll be done. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go first then. This is from James Thornton. James uh-huh. Thornton. That sounds like a real name. Not anonymous. Yeah. How about that? For winter, I use a pulk sled. You know what that is, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Sled? Yeah, you pull it behind you. Okay, we don't have those in Kentucky. All of my gear goes into my sled. My pack is used for my quilts, hammock, and clothing, just the things I want to keep dry. I want to talk about the sled for just a second. I know <clears throat> we don't have a whole lot of time left here. We've got to, got to pack out. This place is closing up pretty soon. Yeah, we're closing up here in about 15 minutes, and yeah. we got to still pack everything up and get it out of here. Yeah, so we'll have to wrap this up pretty quick. But that was my last comment, and I want to tell you real quick about the sled. Okay. Okay. A few years ago, Jason and I went to Pennsylvania. Oil Creek. Oil Creek, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I would suggest anybody that's on the East Coast, if you can get a trip in there, try to get a trip in because you rent out shelters ahead of time. And they provide uh, the wood. They provide firewood and it's split for you already. Yeah. The shelters have a fireplace in them and they're three walled. It's got doors on each side and bunks in there so you can bring your sleeping pad. And um, there's bathrooms. It's awesome. Okay, here's the best part. It was snowy, snowy, snowy whenever we were there. Jason and I stopped and got a hotel. We got it the next day, and everything was covered in snow. And, and we white knuckle drove all the way to oh, the campsite. Dude, we had already driven, I don't know, eight hours or something. Ten. This was a pretty long drive. And we still had several hours of driving left on the interstate in the snow and ice. Still pouring the snow. We got there. Y'all should check out my video on my YouTube <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> I did on a trip the World Wide Web. Yeah. I did a trip video of it. And uh it was super, super fun because we brought sleds. We said 
I, I hiked. It was only a mile hike in. I hiked it in, um, man, what's the boots called? Everybody wears them on the farm and for hunting and stuff. It's all good. Keep going. I wish I could remember. I got a terrible memory. Muck boots. Okay. I wore muck boots to hike in. Okay. And uh, pulled a sled behind me instead of wearing a backpack. And we brought containers and everything. Dude, the sled backpacking, if we could do that in Kentucky, would be so awesome. Because you know what we did with the sleds after we got to the shelters? What'd you do? We went sledding. Yes, you did. We went sledding. I rode on the same sled with Jason. We crashed it. It's all in the video. Yeah, it was anyway, fantastic. It was hilarious. That was a fun time. Go ahead with your comment. Okay, this will end with this one. Right. This comment is from Brian Winburn, who's actually from here in central Kentucky. Uh-huh. Funny story about Brian Winberg, if I'm not mistaken, we have some friends in common that have nothing to do with backpacking. Oh, so, small world. Yeah, so he uh, he put on here, and the reason we're going to leave this as the last one, we had Jeff Garmeyer on, uh-huh. which is always one of the funniest episodes. Anytime we have Jeff, Jeff's oh, been on I here agree. three times. He's been on the show three times. He's the Tiger King. we got to bring him on again this next year. I mean, we have to. It's just no way around it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he said, hashtag Garmeyer challenge, pee yourself. Oh, so, my. Gosh. If you heard the episode, great. If you didn't, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff was talking about him doing the unsupported uh, FKT for the John Muir Trail. I believe it was the John Muir. And he was uh-huh. coming down the mountain at the end, to the end of the trail. And he had to go to the bathroom. And he was going to just – he knew he was only like minutes from having the record and was going to like pee off the side of the trail. Uh-huh. They, there were some old ladies coming. And so instead of doing that, he just wet himself. <laughs> you know they say that you're not a real through hiker unless you, or no they say you're not a real hiker unless, unless you, yes you poop your pants yeah unless you poop your pants on trail yeah but with jeff unless you pee yourself oh bro both of those things are so gross so gross but i i, I you know i honestly think that the poop would be easier to clean up depending on how messy it was look at that look at us talking about poop it had to come back it has been here for a few weeks. I'm sure there are people missing it. The poop cast. Uh, we are we are the poop cast, and for the poop cast, thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. Yeah, adios, folks. <laughs> <laughs>